Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, work hard. Okay. Hello, Harling fans. You're listening to the Premier Review podcast bonus edition. Today, we'll be asking if there was a transfer market, which horror you'd love to see pay for tip. Who fucking coughed in the letter? Pardon me. Hello, Harling fans. You're listening to the Premier Review Podcast Bonus Edition. Today, we'll be asking if there was a transfer market, which hurler you'd love to see play for tip, and which current player you believe is the most overrated. There's just a few rules. You can pick TJ Reid, Pat Horgan, or Austin Gleeson. So, Sean, we'll go to you first. We'll go to the player you'd, you'd most like to have play for tip first. Uh, Sean. Um, yeah, I'll, go, I'll pick just an award player, Jay Barron, um, midfield, the field. One that over the years I could find I could slot into a team like I said we're always struggling for midfielder but we have midfielders but they're not midfielders we get we can play them somewhere else we had a player like James Harris slipping in I feel he could give a lot just one lad they could transform it and a lot of our midfielders over the years are players we have in our positions that are kind of covering midfield like Neymar like who's the most recent national midfield like probably a normal ground like them lads but when you refer to him at a number 12 or 10 these days, like you need you need two different types of midfielders. You need one creative yeah. and one worker. Yeah, and what we have, we sometimes have two creatives, and neither worker is one worker. It's not good enough, like you know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and we're always falling back on creative players for the half hour line anyway. You know. Yeah, yeah. Breen is probably the one who's been used um, most recently in midfield, and he he's one he gets an awful lot of abuse, even though he puts in an awful lot of the the hard yards and an awful lot of work every game. Yeah, Dan McCormack there is as well has been out around there, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Dan goes out a good bit, yeah. Yeah, but until, until no, last year, you couldn't name one player that say, well, straight away, he's our midfielder, you know. You could have picked any two players at all, moving on the whole time. Where was Brendan there as well? Was it two or three years ago? Brendan played a year there? 
Brendan played there in 2015, uh, 2015 and 16. Yeah. No, 2015 was the centre-forward. He was, he was centre-forward in 2015. Yeah, so like it's one area in tip that you just, you can't, you, you wouldn't know who he'd pick, you know. I mean, if the championship goes ahead, he could start Breen very easily, you know. But yet, if, if Breen didn't play all year, you wouldn't be surprised either, I don't, I don't think. Like other teams, like yeah. like to a bar or something, like other teams have players they know are in the field. That's it. And then, like we're here wondering who would be on the field this year, like. Should like if we have a lad that's there set in stone, but Breen was it, but now they're moving him all over the place. But this the one I know midfield nowadays of this where they say bypass, but if you lad they can stop over cup points from midfield and like loads up there like Jay Barney so far scored this year four sixty overall. No, he's only twenty six. Yeah, for lad, he's still three, four, five years ahead of him. Yeah, so come, yeah, so like Jim Barney, so he. He really could, not not just a good player himself, but he would really solve a problem area for Tip. So he'd be the perfect file for Noel McGrath if he was there. Yeah, he's a super hard Yeah. Okay, Sean, we'll, we'll give you that one, Sean. You know, we were, you didn't make a show yourself so far. Um, <laughs> Colm, on to you next. What player are you on? Yeah, I'm probably thinking along the same lines as Sean in that midfield is a problem area for Tipperary over the last few years. Um, the player I picked was a Wexford man, Lee Chin. Um, I think he just, if you take who we have there at the moment, you have Mikey Breen and Dan McCormack, like Lee Chin, he's a more elegant version of both. He's stylish, he's powerful under, under a high ball, he's fast, he's athletic, you know, his engine is unbelievable. I, just, I think he'd be, huge, he'd be a huge addition to his itself. But you think he won a good season last year, he was exceptional, but I, I don't know, I mean, he's pretty good. Still stood up for Wexford, like, but I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's hit the heights that we, 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 we thought he'd hit. He's had more than one good season now, in fairness. I think last season was definitely his best season, but I don't know. I think he's coming into his prime as well. I think he'd be an unreal addition for me. Yeah. What, what age is he, Colin? That's of interest. What age is he? 27, 28. He'd be, he'd be 28 this year. Ah, he's not three years left in his prime. Two or three, yeah. He's actually older than I thought he was. I thought he was a little bit younger as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's physical strength. The feeling is unbelievable. It's physical power. Yeah, he's an athlete. He's a full-time well, athlete, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah. He's a pure. He's a pure leader as well, lad. Like when you need a lad to win dirty ball, Lee Chin can win dirty ball. Like how many times have we come out of Crow Park or Parky Cueve or wherever it is and turned around and said, "Ah, we lost it on our pockets. Our half forwards couldn't win a ball. Our midfield couldn't win a ball." Lee Chin is a ball winner. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. And he's just look up, Colin. He scored three. Three goals are 166 points to clear for the Wexford. That's, That's some points scoring. Jesus. You know. And he's a good free taker as well, lads. Yeah. Yeah, what's, what's the score again, Sean? Where, where did you see that? He scored three goals, 166 points. In league, in league and championship. Oh, league and championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Championship, 299 championship. Oh, yeah, 299, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a fucking overall. Yeah, like, it's not a better turn for a midfielder, yeah. He's trying to score most days on the field for his watch. Point two, you know. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'd say not too many people argue with, with that um, column. Here's so, the question before you move on there, um, Porig, actually. If if we say you had the option of Jamie Barron or you had the option of Lee Chin, who would you take? I'd go Chin. Yeah. I'd go Barron. I, I think I'd go Chin myself. Well, obviously, I'd go Chin myself for victim, but... I go Barron with Toss the Coin, best of yeah. three, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. On, on to Marty, so on. See, do you have a midfielder? So, who, um, who are you going for? 
Okay, so I'm going to go for somebody a little less uh, high profile and go for Shane Conway Kerry. Who? <laughs> <laughs> of all the hurlers in the county, that's the guy. That's the guy you want to go for. Yeah. <laughs> you're just trying to be like controversial um, for the sake of it, like. Marty, I bet no. you're you're drinking craft beer when it was unpopular to drink craft beer. <laughs> no, I never like craft beer. It's really shite. Yeah. Um, so, so last year, Colin. Yeah. No, um, he's he's been. He's been exceptional for UCC in Fitzgibbon the last couple of years. And he's, uh, he's just, I think he'd walk on to any, any inter-county panel in most teams. He's very, very stylish and creative player. And he's a hard worker as well. And he's, he's only 21 or 22 years of age. I think if he was playing with, uh, with Tip with Kenny or Cork, he'd be an awful lot more talk. He's you're gone there, man. You're gone there, Marty. Don't destroy that. He's on loss. He's on loss. So he's on the field. Crash. The crash here. And he is so slow. Yo, Brian. Yeah. Even the. You're back there now. Even the internet can't be listening to that shit, Marty. Where did you lose me? Go back again. No, you were saying that if he was from Tip Kirkakini. And I think I think there'd be an awful lot more talk about him. Is he one of those I, players I, that he's he's good because he doesn't have to play in the big games against the big teams and prove himself that as long as he goes unproven, he can say what he would do if he was there. Like, yeah, like, but he he does it if it's given level two against you know it's in the county players he's playing against at that level two and yeah. he was the captain of the if it's given uh, last year when when UCC won it and he had a, a great display in the final too so I think uh, look I mean you, you'll never know maybe if he was in those counties he wouldn't be impressing as much but I've no doubt he's a he's a super hurler um, the, the big thing for me with a lot of those the Kerry's and the Antrims and the Offaly's of this world is the level of hurling they're hurling at it's essentially average senior club level and you don't really know how good they are. And uh, I know you can only you can only find out how good they are by throwing them in there. But if you look at um, oh, Kenny for, for Boris Lee, formerly Kildare, like he never made it on the tip scene, yet he was an outstanding hurler with Kildare. Um, I guess if you look at, even if you look at Kerry, you had the likes of James Logue, who never quite made it with tip, but he was able to walk into a Kerry team when he went down there. Now, I know that's it's still not really answering the question of is, is Shane Conway a great hurler or not. I'm sure he is, you know, but there you go. Yeah. Where's he playing for UCC, Marty? Where's he playing for them? Full forward, obviously. Is he, is he or is he in half forward lane for them? Probably half. I don't know. I forget now. I'm, as you can tell, I've loads of research done ahead of this. Will we give him that one? I'm going to say no anyway. If I, pick... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um... I think you go through a lot of players before I get down to Shane Conway. Let's be honest about it. Well, like my thinking was like, yeah, was um, if if I had one player to pick, it would be Jamie Barron for the midfield. Failing that, right? Who else would I go for? And I don't know. I think in a lot of places we're fairly solid, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. Like I think midfield is the problem area. But once you take instead, as I said, I, I yeah. Jamie Barron is who I take for the middle of the field. I don't know who I go for after that because. Yeah. I guess maybe Keen Lynch, but I don't know. I think he'd he'd wreck my head even if he was playing for us. So <laughs> yeah. true. You'd like a little bit more divimas in that hip team, though. Lynch will give you that. 
Do we or do we have a bit too much development in places? To know what I mean. Never have enough development. Yeah. It's easy to bring into it. Like if, if a manager wants more of that crack, it's easy to bring in. You know, he can't bring in class for skill. Yeah. But if you say to coach yeah. or throw a few things, you know, that's easy. To, that's easy to rectify. You know. So I don't think anything coached by um, Dave Noche will will be at that anyway. You know, really. Because, no, no. Yeah, it's all about finding space and making space, and you can't be making space if you're too occupied with pulling and dragging and punching lads. So yeah, Marty. So are we seeing yes or no, Sean, Colum? I don't. I have haven't seen nothing. Throw, but sure, if he's a, yeah. I keep an eye out for him. Sure, I see how he goes this year. We're just gonna keep an eye out. Maybe next year if he pops up, I'm like, "Cheers, you're all right, Marty." No, that's, that's one, one no, one yes, one maybe. I, I'm, I'm going to go no. I'm going to go no for the simple reason is I don't think Tipperary needs another forward. I think we have enough of them. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not just doing that Shane Conway. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably yeah. fair enough, Colm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, look. So onto my own one then. I'm going to go for Owen Murphy, Kilkenny, as a goalkeeper. He's, a, he's definitely the best goalkeeper at the moment. One of the best for the last ten years, and he brings in a whole new dimension to, to the backs, along with his uh, goalkeeping skills. You know, he plays he plays like an extra defender out there. You know, if you on a bit of pressure, get the ball to him. He's not one of the guys who's going to just hit it as hard as he can, as far as he can, just get rid of it. You know, it's like passing the ball to one of your to your cornerback who's going to pick out a man and set up the next attack. You know, so that's my guy anyway. Yeah, super hard, hard, hard to argue with that. Um, the question yeah. I guess that I'd have is probably for all you guys is if you are picking a team of the decade, would you pick Murphy on it? Decade. Uh, I would, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. Kenny, I would, I would. Yeah, would you like Cummins? I know Cummins only hurled a couple of years in this decade, but would you put him ahead? It's probably hard to put him ahead of him when Murphy hurled the full decade, I guess, is it? Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I think Cummins just was uh, retired. Yeah, yeah, Cummins' yeah. decade were were definitely got in the previous yeah. decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the game had moved on with the whole short puckouts. Cummins was just kind of an older school. That wasn't his thing, you know, so... No, and he's snowing about anymore, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Are you saying, are you, are you saying Babs was right to drop him in 2007, so... Well, well technically no. that was a different decade, you know. I don't know what <laughs> match you have in Kerry, but... He was goalkeeper the last decade, all right, you know, but not this one. Yeah, I don't think so, no. Definitely. Give it a more for you, yeah. Right, on to players who are the most overrated. Again, we'll start off with Sean. Sean, who have you picked? Oh, I haven't a fucking clue. The whole limit team. <laughs> 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 Do you think of all the players you could have picked? You could have picked Joel Kenning, you could have picked Tony Kenning. <sighs> they're not like, or, they're not like, pick one of them and stabs in the back by you. JC score this amount and you over it. Like, honestly, no, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have no problem with you saying Tony Kelly. I think that no. Tony Kelly is an obvious one there, to be honest. Yeah, he is, but then he does stuff. I'd love to have him. Like, today, the club games against him. If you had him playing, He's a player, he's overrated, but I'd love to have him as well. Club, he's grand sense. league, he's grand. When the championship comes in, you can forget about him. Yeah. He's points down or, like, he's just, He'll go hiding for an hour and then score three points draw a game. Uh, you want consistency though, like, you know, that's what you want. I mean, like, when, when was yeah. the last really good game he had in uh, in inter-county championship game? Oh, thousand. You're going back a long time. Yeah. Back to when the miraculous won all Ireland when everyone else gave up that year, 2013. Yeah, so seven years since he had a, when he was third year, that was the last time he had a full great season. I mean, like, yeah. you're talking about a player that would give you a, a eight out of a ten week after week, as opposed to a guy who give you three points in, a, in in ten minutes in one game and go missing for sixty. I mean, 
as a minimum, you're going to be there whereabouts for almost every game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, and he, it's probably one of Clare's biggest downfalls, I guess, since 2000, since, or since 2013, after they won the All Ireland, is that they haven't really had a leader that could really drag them out of the fire consistently when the when their backs are to the wall. Like that's when you need someone like Kelly, especially like Kane centre forward or whatever, to really tear the game with the scuffer of the neck. He just didn't do it enough. Yeah. Yeah, even they lost a lot of tight games in a few years after that too, you know, whereas um yeah. I mean he wasn't he wasn't the twenty seventeen quarter final against those like that was a very tight game that they lost. Yeah. You don't see games like where Jesus like you don't get that, that shaming Kellen moment where everything's falling apart but Tony Kelly steps up, keeps him in the game and gets him over the line, you know. I just Yeah. yeah. Doesn't so you're honest. picking so you're picking Tony Kelly for me on behalf of Yeah. <laughs> well yes. You, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all in agreement, right? We're all in agreement, so yeah, fair enough. Okay. Colm, you're most overrated player at the moment. Um, I've thought a good bit about this one. Um, I'm going to go with a water, man. Spike the Like, it might sound like a strange one, maybe. Um, like he, I think he came onto the scene in 2015. Gary McGrath was there, what, 12 months? And it was really, it was the first year of this sweeper system. Now, when you think about the sweeper, you probably think of a few different things. The things I think about is number one, Derry McGrath, two, Ty Deborka, and three, failure. Because ultimately, the sleeper system will never win an All Ireland. And really, all the things that set me up to contain the, the bigger teams. And they got away with it in 2015, fine, grand. I think Deborka got young, horror of the year. And everyone was regarding him as the second coming of Christ. But do you remember 2016? Was it the Munster finals? Tip played him. And yeah. instead of leaving him sweep, they marked the sweeper and started lobbing ball down on him. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah I agree 100%. I mean, he was, he was one of the first players to play that role. Yeah. And he was literally allowed to hit ball on his own, free balls all day. I mean, Jesus, it's easy to look good when you're in that position, you know. Yeah. When a lot of, a lot of high balls that came in, um, he stood behind two, two guys challenging for it. The water guy in front of him, whoever it was, all he was doing was making sure that Tip well, didn't however, get, yeah. he didn't get the ball. He just didn't feel with him. And the ball dropped loose into Tighteborka, who had time and space. While yeah. the other guys were all they were doing was holding back to the other tip leads, and they could do what they want with the ball. You know, like they made him look like a hero. You know, whereas you put him in centre back to man mark a man. I don't think he'd do much to be honest. Yeah, no, definitely not. And you could see it last year when he was playing with the halfback or centre back. Um, he got a couple of trimmings in the Munster Championship, and ultimately Water got nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, but that's when you when there's system like that. It's obvious stuff. Oh, Mark. Well, Standing on the man is hitting loose balls, stood on him, and that was it. Game over, you know. Game over, yeah, yeah. yeah. And hit the watch too, it's like, as in you're giving him the ball on purpose early, you know, in a sensitive way, like, you want to try and target the man that's loose, but actually put something aside. But do you like, put him into a position he wasn't used to, whereas normally yeah. um, you'd be trying well, to avoid him. Yeah, you'd be trying to avoid a sweeper, and they get used yeah. to hitting free ball. And the next thing you say, you give him, give him lots of ball and make it work for it and not to get found out, you know. But that sleeper system they're playing now is a different sleeper system now that we've seen in 2020. It'll be different. Like, that won't work in the current climate, I think. Yeah, yeah well, that was a very... That it's going, oh, it's different. Like, you know, but that's it was, a lot of sense. Yeah. It, was, it was like a 50% of the plan. Like, you know, he, they figured out how to try and shore up the defence, but didn't figure out, okay, well, what are we going to do? How, how are we going to score? You know, so they had half, half the job on. Whereas, like, Davies, Davies' yeah. sleeper system is a lot more uh, advanced at this stage. Whereas uh, they're sweeping and they're all attacking together, you know. So it's um, 
it's called a sweeper, but it's pretty much it's a, it's a different tactic, really. You know. Ah, yeah, no, it's definitely. They, they, they've used the tactics really. It's a defend, 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 but attack, attack, attack when you have the ball. Yeah, it wasn't the case of defend and look over the base, and hopefully we won't get hammered. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So Marty, you're um most overrated player. So I don't pick someone left least. Um. No, I was going to say for my overrated pick, uh, Lee Chin, even though I know Colin Cooper, <gasps> who he'd like. Oh, oh my God, rawr. <laughs> Ladies are frightened. Um, uh, I just, I, th- I think he just disappears out of games for long periods. I know he can come thundering back into him, but just I don't think he has a full 70, good 70 minutes in him. I think he, 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 you know, he, uh, he said he goes missing. I think his free taking can be a little suspect at times as well. Um, he could be he could be a nine out of ten free taker one day, and then the next day be a six out of ten. And I think he gets remembered more for the the good days than the bad days. Yeah, I think the semi final last year was a case in point where he got the goal. He was absolutely lording it, but when the pressure came on, by that was it. He means he was gone. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's don't get me wrong. He's a great hurler and he's a great athlete, but I don't think he's quite as good as Colum. as what's been made out. Like, what are you saying, Colum? As what Colum says, he is. No, no doubt he's a media darling, but I don't know. I still think he he has it. Yeah, look, and and maybe it's the media darling thing that is kind of turning turning him off me, turning me off him. But um, yeah, I just I, I don't know if the consistency is there for if you were picking a team. Just say over the last ten years, uh, even the last five years, I don't know if I'd automatically put him in, especially if you were going back as far as twenty fourteen or thereabouts. I don't know. He could have made a name for himself last year in semi final if he just literally yeah. when they were ahead just to drive around more. Like if he got say, an extra points or developed a few scores, Lee Chin drive Wicks into our final. He could have made an name for himself. I can see you're coming from America. Yeah. yeah. Like last year when they were the man up, you know this lad was supposed to be the main man. Like you know. Why didn't he drive him on and get him over the line, you know? So, just kind of small thing, think back at. Yeah, and like how many more chances are they going to get? Like, to be to, to be in that good a position, to be so close to it, and then to fade away. And I know the whole team faded away, but, I mean, if you're the main man in, that, in those teams, that's when, that's when you need to stand up, you know? That's when you yeah. really need to say, look, exactly, I'm, not, I'm, not, and I'm not going to let this happen. Like, there's a big case we made that last year was, was their year. Like, if they didn't do it last year, they were never going to do it. And the way this year is going, we don't know what sort of a championship we'll have. We'll have some form of championship, but it could be seriously truncated, and there'll be no no room for error. And I, I don't think I don't think Wexford is the type of team to go go through without losing or or anything like that for for a year. Or so yeah, yeah, good. So right, so All right. Yeah. yeah, lovely. And we'll move on to my own pick then. Again, sticking with the goalkeeper team, I'm going to go for Anthony Nash. I think. Um, once they changed the penalty rules and he wasn't scoring those goals, I mean, that was it. You know, that would, goalkeeper who can score goals like that will always like, hit headlines and their own, um, their own play would be suspect. But the only good save I can remember was two years ago against Tip and Bubbles pulled him. He made a, a fantastic save in that drawn game. Um, that's, the, that's the only really good save I can think of from Nash for years, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's not. Like, Nash is around that Cork senior team 15-odd years, lads. Like I know you, I know Don Logue was in there or, or what have you. But he's still playing senior inter county with eight or nine years, and yeah, I I couldn't reel off three or four of these saves. 
no, I really think um, um, once he lost that, it was gone. I mean, back in 2013, Cork's tactics was get the ball inside the, inside the 45, run at the goals, take the many steps as you can, hit the ground, and ring up Nash. And that, that's and that's once and uh, once the rules were changed, Cork were gone again. You know, they were they were back that one. They were never going to win Ireland with, with that team. That's I, how his name was got from scoring goals. Like, I, yeah. I remember watching it. It's like, oh, Nash scores two goals, but wouldn't we know Nash says it's always the goals. Actually, do you know what, lads? He's not a cost enough in Ireland. 2014. Yep, yep absolutely. Yeah. Gone, gone over the weekend there. Like that, the rules have changed because of Nash, and we missed two penalties yeah. that day. Yeah, yeah, during it. During yeah, the season. Yeah, you were allowed three on the line or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah three on the line. Karen, they, they clarified the rule. Yeah. They didn't change it. They clarified the rule, and the rule stated was the ball had to be struck before the 21 yard line. Yeah. And that wasn't for the league final when, when TJ Reid scored from three yards out with his penalty. Yeah. But for the championship, then they brought it in. I'm sure that was that. Yeah, the problem was we had no one that could do that. If we had an anti net, we wouldn't be saying this. Like, we had no one that could take advantage of a loophole. Or a Declan Ryan. Yeah, it's a loophole. Yeah. Let's think this. Because the loophole he took advantage of it as good as he could. We don't want to crush it, do that. Yeah, we, we were very poor in penalties for years. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah, we still kind of are. Like, we don't like, yeah. Reid's one of the best in the business at standing one as well. I don't really. Yeah. How are you? Fairness, Jason is pretty decent, man. To be fair to him. Yeah, he's um, there, yeah. One thing I would say about Nash Lads is that um, his distribution is pretty good in fairness. And I know that everyone looks at the shot stop of a goalkeeper, but distribution is it's fairly important, which I'm sure we talked about on the last part last week as well. They're around about like how many shots to go is having Nash probably not getting many shots hit him to save. So in other words, he's do something else to try and make up from yeah. not being maybe getting the praise for saving. So he's doing distribution, he's running out for the back pass, he you know, could be on the 21-yard line, the sideline, you know. Yeah. He's He's showing more. He's changing the goalie team, but I can see your comfort column in terms of overrating that. Yeah. The years he's hitting the penalties. Oh, that scores another penalty. Yes, you can't miss a fucking four yards. No, no, no. you hit a man, you kill him. Like. Yeah, like you can't, you can't, like, it's very easy to be a hero, but every team should have a player like that who's able to score penalties, you know. Yeah. It's like a free taker as well, you know, when you're learning a fellow who's um, come off the field with 10 points. Like, Every 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 free taker should be hitting nine out of ten every single time they go in the field, you know. So it's not that big an achievement anymore to have a really consistent penalty taker or a free taker. It's the minimum you should be for if you have that job. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> and the ball has changed since the years. Like imagine Nash hit a penalty with a player from twenty five years ago. Something different. Yeah, different altogether, yeah. So that's it for today. Keep the suggestions coming in, and we'll keep the podcast coming to hopefully save off the captain paper for another few days. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.